sacrifice differently than I am free. Thank God. I am free. I am. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people. Hey, 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 hey. Hello, hello. How are you all doing? I hope you're well. I hope you're blessed. Um, If you're still here, if you're alive, you are blessed at least, at least, at minimum, with life, with the gift of life. And though it may be hard sometimes, it's a blessing. It's a blessing because guess what? We get an opportunity, you get an opportunity to impact the world, to impact your community, to make a difference in someone else's life. And God can take the most difficult things and the most painful experiences and use them for his glory. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. And so I am happy to be with you all again tonight. It's always good to be live, you know, and to to be back on the air. Um, I, as usual, I've had a pretty packed week uh, leading up to the weekend. It was just a packed week. We had a wonderful time of fellowship. We had a a Zoom dinner. What? No, no, no. Let me say this right. Yes, a dinner and communion fellowship, which we have once a month at our ministry, Equipping the Saints Ministry. We had a wonderful time with that yesterday. But because the week was so full leading up to that, I have pretty much chilled today. All right? I did just enough to do something. <laughs> I only I, I I only purpose to accomplish a very few things and I accomplished those few things. I am a real woman. I am a real person. I have real responsibilities. I took care of the dogs. I cooked some food for the week. I, what else did I do? I did a little bit of housekeeping, and I laid in the bed. (laughs) I laid in the bed so that I could gear up 
and be ready for tonight. Oh, 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 oh. And I have to I have to throw in there that I did talk to my daughter. When she calls, she often says, "Hey, mother." And I often say, "Hey, daughter." <laughs> and so, talking with my daughter is a big part of my day. It is Oftentimes, some of the highlights of my day, we uh, chat quite a bit, and I am very happy to say that she is with me again tonight. Yes, 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 yes. She's with me again tonight, and I was kind of like, you know, in the low-key mode. I'm just making little notes here and stuff, and then when when uh, Roy got her on the line, she was like, hey, Mama, are you ready? Hey, Mama, you ready? You ready? So that just like made me switch gears. <laughs> I switched gears and pumped it up a little bit. Okay, so I'm glad to introduce to some and reintroduce. Let's see, how do I say that? To introduce to some and then just reacquaint others with Chanel Nicole. Hey, daughter. How you how you hey, doing? Hey, 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 hey now. <laughs> See, that's what I do I'm back with in you the guys. Building. See? <laughs> that's that's what I do with y'all. <laughs> Let me introduce myself. My name is Chanel Nicole and I'm back in the building, yo. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. She's back in the building. I thought you was gonna do like the old cheerleading we used to do um introduce yourself right on introduce yourself right on my name is nope we ain't doing that nope we ain't doing that <laughs> <laughs> all right well you got you got me going you got me going um i decided to title this as i was making my notes i decided to title this uh of course special guest chanel shields but then I said, struggles and triumphs, struggles and triumphs related okay. to, huh? I said, okay, I can, I can accept that. You can accept, accept that? Struggles and I can triumphs that. related to the pandemic, okay? Because when you were with me last, I look back to see where we stopped. You know, you've been you've been with us. This is part six now in terms of your sharing about your life and your testimonies. So this is part six, and you've been sharing some of the, your other Job-like experiences, um, attacks that you've had to overcome, how you've continued to overcome those things, and I saw in the notes that we said this time we were going to talk about because we've we've covered everything for the last several years leading up to the end of 2019, the very end of 2019 when we started all hearing about the pandemic, and so we said, okay, we'll pick up from there. We'll pick up from there when you come back. But before we do that. Before we do that, why don't you tell us what's been going on at Nicole's place? I have been working hard for my money at Nicole's place. Okay. I've been digging a trench. 
digging a trench, backfilling dirt behind my house, uh, putting up fences, digging post holes. <laughs> I'm like, if anybody knows anything about land, there's there's always work to do. So, and then all amongst still taking care of my animals, making sure my daughter's priority, trying to take care of my home the best I can, you know, cleaning. It's, mm-hmm. it's always something going down. Mm-hmm. Always, because I'm always getting some very exciting, interesting pictures. Um, I don't remember if we talked about your, your greenhouse the last time. Did we did we even talk about that the last time? Your what's what's nope. going on with your seeds? Your <laughs> your yeah, your, I just recently purchased a, a mini greenhouse for the first time. This is my second year being serious about garden gardening. I had uh, different things I grew, like uh, single plants, like I grew tomatoes or I grew sunflowers at different times in my life. But this is the first time I've actually been consistent. So I decided to go ahead and do a greenhouse because I start everything from seeds. I love the process of seeing life develop from a seed, nothing, a seed to an actual plant and growing up and becoming fully mature mm. and providing you abundance of food. And mm. so um, everything is going well so far. I have planted um, squash, zucchini, different varieties of tomatoes, different varieties of cucumbers, um, honeydew melon, cantaloupe. And so far, so far, so good. They're sprouting. You got some. You got some green sprouts. You got some life happening, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and, so that's exciting. But um, it, it really uh-huh. is. Yeah. It yeah. really is. People, if you could see how excited she gets when she sends me pictures and when she, um, well, actually, you. You can see because you could go on her YouTube page, which yeah. is at, at Nicole's Place, and you can see all these little adventures, these adventures and the, and the things that just come up. The other day, she, I saw one of her videos where she moved one of the bricks, uh, those uh, blocks, I don't know what the, what the right name is, but there's like these blocks, cinder blocks type things. I think that's it. And um, mm-hmm. there was a snake hanging out, <laughs> <laughs> and she was talking to Smack about the snake. She was uh, talking about. He made me holler. He made me holler. <laughs> and I, I let out a little. Like, <laughs> go ahead. I let out a little shout. <laughs> But now she'll tell you in the video that I just can't take being outside. I just can't take being outside. But that's what she does. Yep. <laughs> I said, Lord Jesus. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But I don't like little critters, and I don't like walking anywhere I can't see. So, you know, you have to have your little machete, your uh-huh. little tool or something to make sure you see. I got my Moses stick. If you, don't, Moses have, you don't know stick. what a Moses stick you need to go to my page and find out what a Moses stick is. Uh-huh. And I make sure... I'm safe at all times. There you go. There you go. I love it. It brings me so much joy. All right, now. Well, we got a few minutes before the break, but maybe we can even talk about one of your latest, your latest ventures where you've decided that that, uh, Maverick, who happens to be, uh, who is Maverick? Maverick is my, my, my dog. My uh-huh. dog, dog, my dog, my homie dog. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> a, real, like a, a real canine. A real uh-huh. Yeah. He looks like a wolf, but he's an elk hound. And he's uh-huh. stunning in a masculine mm-hmm. way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Maverick was relocated, right? <laughs> yes. He had to he had to get his own territory. He can't have access to the whole yard anymore. We had to shut that down. <laughs> it's still big enough for him to run around, play, do what he needs to do, have a favorite uh-huh. tree. He he's uh-huh. good to go. <laughs> All right, people, we're having a good time and um we'll be back after the break with Chanel Nicole. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, Amazon.com or any of the major bookstores. The story of me. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay. We are back, um, and I've got Chanel... Nicole with me tonight. She's a returning uh, guest. And actually, in 
more than more ways um she's actually a partner in the ministry as well. So you were telling us about Maverick and how Maverick lost his privileges. <laughs> he had to be uh he had to be reduced uh somewhat. And then you have some other animals. Um I know their names, but your your um in, your indoor cats in particular, I'm thinking of right now. I know you got some names for some of the outdoor ones too, but you want to mm-hmm. introduce the people to your indoor um, cats because it might take us too long to, to name them all. So can we start? Can we start with the indoor ones? <laughs> well, yeah, I have three cats inside. One of them I, I inherited. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, there's Tiger. He's been with me the longest. Um, there's Raspberry, and then there's Rose. And then I also have a rabbit, and his name is Carrot. I love the names that you come up with. (laughs) All right. Well, I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of talk about some of your animals because you mention them often. And then, of course, of course, of course, of course, last but not least, we have to ask, how is the the grandbaby? How is the grandbaby doing these days? She is doing awesome. She, she's outside of today. She told me she had a bad day at school because she got smushed underneath the pile when they were playing. <laughs> oh my goodness! But outside of that, she's been doing awesome. <laughs> Them kids are always she was still coming smiling. up with something. Really? Right. She was still she was still smiling even though she was smushed in the pile. So she's all right. She'll be all right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, now that we've taken care of all of the particulars. We're going to switch gears a little bit here, and um, we're going to talk about your um, experience, your take on the pandemic. Let's go back to, let's just say, December 2019, which is when I think we first started hearing. It was either December 2019 or January 20, when we started hearing about COVID-19. Right. And I'll just let you pick it up from there. I don't know exactly where how you want to, you know, jump into it, but I'm giving you the floor. Huh, where should we start? Well, I know for me we started hearing about it and we were like, okay, you know, people are getting sick, not to not to make it seem like it wasn't serious but I was like you know people get sick every, every year you know I I didn't understand the severity of it at the time but my company took precautions I was working in the corporate field for a bank and they uh, had us start working remote in February I believe I think everybody else got locked down more uh, in March but I wanted I'm pretty sure it was either mid-January or February we got locked down and basically were forced to stay at home. And I was like, okay, I'm like, this is, I'm like any other time, you know, people get sick, you know, normal thing. If you have contagious symptoms and you stay at home, that's, that's like, that's normal. But we were like, okay. And then we start hearing about cruise ships and I could tell some people were really panicking. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is taking another turn. But we basically went from, We're working every day. I, you know, I'm commuting to work, taking my child to school, working the eight to five life. 
picking up my child, coming home, cooking dinner like that. We were, had our routine to now we're at home 24-7. I, I'm working at home. I'm a teacher at home, a homeschool teacher. Uh, I'm a mother, uh, the housekeeper. It's like you have those titles except for the, the homeschooling. With mm. I, I was kind of the exception because I did do things with my child concerning education because I don't just rely on the school solely to make sure she's where she's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But I was not a full-on teacher while mm-hmm. trying to work. And mm-hmm. the type of job I had, it was like you you didn't you couldn't do anything else. You can't be a mother and work. You can't be a teacher and work. And mm-hmm. so for me, it became a very stressful environment for my for my mental state, just concerning just uh needing like moments of like quiet. Because now everybody's mixed under one umbrella. There's no silence. There's no, let me take a break for a few minutes. It's like my daughter's with me. She's not going to school. And we just have to deal with it. But then on top of that, now we're doing remote. Teachers are trying to adjust themselves to the whole this whole new atmosphere. They're issuing computers. We're having to go pick up computers. I'm like, people are panicking. Uh, you know, acting like you have the plague. Um, and you're like, what the heck is going on? And I remember when everything first started, I kind of, I went to visit you guys in the area that you and dad, while he was mm-hmm. still alive. Mm-hmm. And I went to, to the store. I went to a major growth kind of grocery retail store. And mm-hmm. when I went inside, my spirit was so disturbed because I could just feel the pure panic in the atmosphere and it bothered my spirit so bad. I was like, what is, what is going on? Like, I understand having some concern, you know, nobody wants to get sick. Nobody wants to potentially die, but based on the things that they were saying, they were telling everybody the truth. They were telling people who was at high risk, you know, what signs to look for. Like, so it wasn't that we were just uneducated or we had no information, but the level of panic and you see people with like two carts full of groceries and I'm like, what the heck? You know, we were taught that you always prepare regardless on if you know that there's an emergency or not. Like you, we always had a pantry Mm -hmm. just in case of extra food. There was times where I was broke, but I had a pantry and I was good. I have to worry about groceries Mm because I have food. But we were mm-hmm. taught that we were taught to prepare. Like before we, I moved out of my apartment, I had a hope chest and I had purchased dishes and um, shower curtain and bathroom supplies, like different forks, knives before I even left because I knew I wanted a department. So for me to see the level of panic, it just disturbed me. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit began talking to me. And I remember driving home and I just began praying. I just began praying and God touched me so strong by the time I got back to my parents' house that I opened the door and I just began crying out and praying to the Mm -hmm. Lord. Mm -hmm. And I began saying, the Lord, you know, something along the lines of my spirit is so vexed and people are handling this in a way that they're not supposed to. Like the Bible tells us that we are not supposed to be fearful. 
that we're mm-hmm. supposed to put on the whole armor of God mm-hmm. and um, through all circumstances. Does that mean that we don't feel any fear at all? No, because we're human. But then when you feel those type of things and you're calling yourself a believer, that really, when you go through something significant like that, it really tests your level of faith. How much Mm. do you believe Mm -hmm. what you're reading about Christ? How much do you believe the things of the testimonies that are written, you know, in the Bible? How much do you believe that God's really going to work out your circumstance? And I have seen too many miracles and things turn left that should have went right, that I can't deny that God is a way maker. He can do all things. He can make things better, even mm-hmm. when they look like they're horrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I just began praying out and saying, people are not handling this the way they're supposed to. Yeah. And then we continue trying to figure out this whole process of how do we how do we work remote and deal with it the pandemic deal with the plague and still function i i literally went from when i was at the office i was walking i purposely would park far away and i would walk to my building i would walk up two flights of stairs multiple times a day i didn't take the elevator on purpose because at the time i was maintaining my weight i was constantly exercising i was planning my meals because i used to have to pack my lunch And then, you know, I knew what I was cooking for dinner because I had to cook dinner. But then it was like when everything got mixed up, it was like my whole routine was shattered. I didn't have time now to walk Mm -hmm. because I'm helping my child on remote. Mm -hmm. And then her being in a remote on its own was a nightmare. Like, it was a nightmare. I remember they made her do a a book report. And she was in what? When was this? When was she in second grade? First grade? Second grade, I think. Mm-hmm. The first part of second grade. They made her do almost like a college book report. She literally I, had to like. Go ahead. I was going to say I, I can I can witness on this one because I even had <laughs> to help some with with some of this. I mean there. <laughs> And it wasn't just to... one book report. It wasn't just one book report. They ha- she had to do a cu- a couple. It was like different topics. Like she did one on dolphins or some ocean creatures, and yes, she did one yes. on diamonds. And when I say she had to, do, she had to do a conclusion. She had to have three different topics. She had to have an introduction. Yes, she table of contents. Like, with a table of contents, she had to have a diagram. Yes, a little yes. visual diagram, and I was like, so, "Lord!" So you were in school. You were actually in school. I was, I was scratching my head because I'm like, "How am I supposed to help her? She can't do a book report by herself." Like, it's like all all our brain cells went out the window during the plague. <laughs> you, mean, like, you, mean, Come on. you mean all the people's Oh, there's the music. (laughs) All right, we'll be back. We'll be back. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. 
and we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> Thank God I am free. I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, we were just laughing about the fact that you said all common sense just seemed to kind of go out the window with the way this was orchestrated. I mean, the school... Go ahead. Well, go ahead. You could tell tell that there was just no order. There was no order, no structure, and I understand we were in panic, but even in panic, you still have to have a cool, cool brain. Like if you find yourself abandoned somewhere and, you know, you can't panic because then you won't think. You won't right. think and and your survival skills won't kick in. You do have to take a deep breath. This is a bad circumstance, but what is the best way to resolve this? How can I, right. how can I come out of this on top? And it, right. and it was just sad because it, the devil is the author of confusion, not God. And he doesn't mm-hmm. do anything out of order. Mm-hmm. And so the confu- I just the confusion was just so hard. It was so hard. And well, before you, literally, before you can let me let me add this in there that um, it was so intense that we even started trying to uh, have Nevaeh come here. Mm-hmm. Like for like a a, a week uh, at a time mm-hmm. to give you space because you were still having mm-hmm. to hold down a a, a full time job basically. Mm-hmm. And my Eight job required research. I had to go on the computer, actually research things. Like it wasn't one of those. Oh, I can sit there and just get a paycheck. And so things just got got really intense and I remember I would cry and I would call you guys and I'm like I can't I'm a single mother at this time her she wasn't going to her father's house and so you know I'm doing the best that I can but I I'm there's there's no it's it's work school mother all of it in one (laughs) 
Yeah, you were you were you were like on the front lines of it all, but we were feeling the impact too, and we weren't even in the same state because we were concerned and trying to do our part to help. And I remember, I thought I had done a good job. <laughs> I thought I had done a good job with her her school assignment. You know, you laid it out to me and told me what I had to do and. Um, I had it all written down and everything, and me and her just working through stuff. And she would she would have some hard moments and stuff. And then you 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 said, "Mom, um, the school sent me a note and said, <laughs> Nevaeh didn't do this, yeah. this, and this." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And you're like, yeah. "Well, you know, I had I had totally missed." Because it was that intense, and I'm pretty astute. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good with studying and all. So Mm -hmm. it was really intense. It was really intense. But even though that's the way they set up the assignments, to where you had to go on the computer and you had to go on the day, and it wasn't like all of it in one place. It was like there was like it because it was like she did book reports. Then she had like seven different. Uh, actual assignments every day, Monday through Friday. They right. had time tests. She was timed sometimes on tests. And when I, my my poor baby, my poor baby, she would break down and she yes. would start crying because yes. the stress was getting her, getting to her so bad. And mm-hmm. my baby, she's smart. You know, I know people um, brag about their children and things, but education was really important to me. So I had put her in a daycare or she already knew nouns, adjectives. She knew her adamatopias. She knew how to read by three. So mm-hmm. she was like really advanced. And mm-hmm. and even with that advancement, she was having a hard time. Yeah. And she was like, "Mommy, I hate school. I hate. I don't like this. I don't like this." It was. She went hard. from liking school to hating school to, mm-hmm. to not liking school anymore. Because, and ahead. this is the thing. This, this just came to me. Everybody does not learn the same way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody does not learn the same way. Some mm-hmm. people need more hands-on work. Some people learn by songs, you know, and even the school system in itself, even before this, it, it's catered to teach people to learn things one way, but we were not made to be one way. Everybody is unique. They have their own characteristics about them. It would be a boring world if everybody was like the person next to them. And so when you put somebody in an environment where now they they have to learn a certain way and it doesn't mix well with their spirit or how they learn, they can have difficulty. And sometimes they'll act out, but it's not that they're not teachable. It's right. that you're not teaching them them the way they can understand. It's like you can you uh, just even listening to you talk about it again because you know that that was a while ago and so we're not still thinking about it on on a regular. But even the way you talking about it and you describing it, I love how you said that God is not the author of confusion. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that where there's confusion, you know, there's every evil work, and Satan is the author of confusion. And so a mm-hmm. lot of the things that were going on during that time were in fact, satanically inspired. Mm-hmm. They were inspired to cause that kind of stress. 
they were, I believe, intentionally meant to throw society into a tailspin, to throw us into confusion, to throw, you know, and, and, then, and then try to use that opportunity to reprogram the kids, you know. Yeah, and look how many people, you know, people were physically damaged and spiritually damaged, but look how many people uh, became overweight during the pandemic. Look how many yep. people developed diabetes during the mm-hmm. pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. look how many people were depressed. Look how many people were suicidal, children included. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's horrible. And then it's like, on top of that, I was also dealing with the family member being in jail. In the mm-hmm. midst of all of this, they were calling me excessively. So it started to impact my life. Now I'm, you know, I'm not, ex- and, and my daughter and I, we would go outside and take walks, but it wasn't enough. Because now our whole life, I was working on weekends to catch up. And late nights and early mornings up until the early hours of the morning because what you couldn't do while she was home, you had to try to do in the wee hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. While she was sleeping to try to make mm-hmm. up to, to just to stay on top of my work. And I knew it was really bad when I developed a a bald spot, Mm. my hair fell out in a patch. Mm. And I was Mm. like, I can't do this anymore. It was getting to the point where I'm like, I'm going to have to pick. It's either going to be my job and I'm going to have to find something else to do Mm -hmm. or it's going to be my child's school because that's Mm -hmm. how bad it was. I was coming to that place where Mm -hmm. it's this or that, but something has got to go. Yeah. Because I can't do this anymore. And I'm telling you, we were, while you, you know, you're describing the the emotions and, you know, how how we had to walk through it, but we were still praying. Um, We were still asking the Lord for help and for strength and um, trying to keep each other encouraged and, um, you know, just, just, saying, Lord, you've got to give us an answer. You've got to give, you mm-hmm. see what the enemy is trying to do. We, we see what the enemy is doing. You warned us that these kinds of things were coming. You told us the hard mm-hmm. times were coming. You told us not to fear. So we had to resist and rebuke that. But we were praying, saying, Lord, please give us some answers. Yes, and then it, and then it would get worse because then they would, then after so, so much time had passed, then it was like, we're going to send the kids to school. They're going to go to school on this day and this day, and then they'll work remote the rest of the days. And then they right. would do that for like a, a month, and then they would be like, everybody's going back to remote. Right. Oh, and then a month later, the kids are going back to school. Do you, do you know how inconsistent that is? Like children, like even though people don't like to acknowledge this, children need structure. Mm-hmm. They need to know what's going to happen day to day. Mm-hmm. A minimum plan. On Monday, mm-hmm. I'm doing this. Tuesday, I'm doing this. Wednesday, I know I'm doing this. It provides them with stability. It makes them feel secure. It lets them know that everything's going to be okay. It lets them know that there is a plan. And so then that back and back and forth, back and forth, that distress, dis- disturbed our whole home, too. Because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like, what, what are we doing? It made it hard for you to even plan for... 
your day mm-hmm. because it would change it would change like over a weekend like mm-hmm. just before just before the monday it would change mm-hmm. oh okay so now this week you're only going to go a couple of days this week mm-hmm. <laughs> you know go ahead <laughs> so finally i got to a point where you know, um, I was like, Mom, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, I need, I need some help. I need, I need to, I, I, she's got to switch. We got to find another school <laughs> like, because mm-hmm. I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we happened to, I, I had my, we had known, we had known about that. I say we, because my mom helped me, um, you know, she's my backbone on some things, you know, and especially when I don't have the time to do research and look into things. And there was a school that was near our home that I had seen, but I never looked into because at the time I financially could not, um, I knew I couldn't pay for that. Like I was not financially in a good place. And that in itself is its its own testimony, how the Lord worked out my finances and helped my situation uh, to be able to do this because I know not everybody has this opportunity, but uh, my mom called and found out the information, got me on the phone with the lady. We did a three-way. I got to ask questions. And before um, the new year came, I went and took a tour. And I was like, sign me up. <laughs> sign me up, Scotty. <laughs> Beam me Instead up. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> sign me up, Scotty, because she's going to come to this school. <laughs> it was a Christian school. It was a private school, and, but even when I had that opportunity, I was so thankful and grateful, but I began praying for all those mothers out there that don't have that available to them, either it was because they can't God afford sin. it or yeah. just not in their area. I Because mm-hmm. I was like, man, I, I'm lucky because I have my parents. At least mm-hmm. I have that. Mm-hmm. But there's some people that don't even have that. Mm-hmm. They don't have a cousin. They don't have nobody. And they're just doing it all on their own. And so I just began really praying and warring for those people out there mm-hmm. that I know are out there in the world struggling, mm-hmm. praying mm-hmm. for their mental state, praying that they keep, they, you know, that they'll mm-hmm. be successful, that their, their, their circumstance will change. Mm-hmm. All right. We got one more segment after the break, Struggles and Triumphs with Chanel Nicole. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com. This show's host page Amazon.com and any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. 
This is the TokiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R, dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, we are talking about struggles and triumphs. Because as you can see so far, even in the midst of all of this chaos that was thrown at us, that was, I say, planned. I call the pandemic actually a plandemic, um, because to me it's pretty clear that that's what it was. And uh, never in our history that uh, during the time that I've been living has any um, pandemic been handled the way this one was. But in the midst of all of that, and um, we know that in some ways they're, they're, they're indicating that it is one minute you hear that it's basically over, and then the next minute you're hearing that, oh, but there's some other new variant that's coming, and so you don't really know even right now where we, where we fully stand. Mandates are being lifted, but at the same time they're saying, but it's not over. But anyway, in the midst of all of that craziness and confusion, God sustained, he answered prayer, and now Nevaeh's in a new school, and how did that impact you all's situation? They greatly impacted it. (laughs) (laughs) For the best. Do tell. Do tell, Yes. She got to go to school and play with other kids. Um, you know, that's that's another thing, too. We were separated and isolated. Just just think about that. You know, some people did not see their loved ones at all. I, I refused. I'm, I'm not going to go without seeing my family. Um, we refused. You yes. know, yes. If, yes. If, if it's time for me to go, we all going. <laughs> <laughs> we had tailgate you know? parties. We had tailgate parties. <laughs> <laughs> we're driving halfway to see each other and then having tailgate parties out in the parking lot of our our eating spots. 
pulling chairs out, right? Exactly. And to be honest, I spent the most time with my family during that time. And it was some of the best memories I had. Mm -hmm. So it was very beneficial. Um, You know, um, Nevaeh was grateful. She is a child and children do not like wearing masks. I don't care what anybody says. They're kids. They don't like having anything confined over their face. There's a lot of adults that can't do that either because they're claustrophobic or they have asthma or whatever reason. So this was a place that because they're privately owned, they don't get any funding from the government. You know, they're able to um, enforce what rules they wanted to. They have signs up. People had the option. They had the option to decide on if they wanted to. And some people did and some didn't. And we never had any type of outbreak. And it's been phenomenal. And 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 it's even crazy because just recently, Nevea started talking to me and she started telling me, Mommy, you know, I am really grateful that the coronavirus came. And I said, oh, really? Because <laughs> I was like, where is this going in my head? This is what I'm thinking. Where is this going? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes, I, she said, I am, she said, because if it had not happened, I would not have ended up in my new school. Isn't that and something? I love my school. Mm-hmm. And she was basically saying and describe and saying to me and describing in her own words that she was trying to see the positive out of a negative situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it touched my heart. You yeah. know, she's now Isn't almost nine. But for, yeah. but for her to be able to come to that conclusion on her own, mm-hmm. you know, it's such a blessing. And to to articulate the difference, look at the difference between someone who handled a situation with common sense, with common sense and with faith over fear, Mm -hmm. faith instead Mm -hmm. of fear, and how that atmosphere was at, at this school versus where she was at, and all of the extra turmoil and damage that it caused. Just look at the mm-hmm. contrast. Mm-hmm. And she said, and she said, even though we suffered and we lost Papa, and she said, I'm still thankful. Mm, mm, mm. And can see the positive. Yeah. Look at it the triumph. Proud mama moment. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Well, we have... Um, Let's see, we still have about a good probably eight minutes to go. Um, where do you want to go from here in terms of uh, in terms of the pandemic? Um, she's, she's in a, a, a new school now. She had a little a little bit of adjusting to do, but things drastically change, drastically mm-hmm. change for the best. And so mm-hmm. then then where do we go from there? Well. My issues didn't end there <laughs> because, uh-huh. you know, after that, I, I got injured again. Mm-hmm. I got injured again, and I basically became disabled for a month. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't use my arm. And my oh. child had to help me. Mm-hmm. She had to help me open pill bottles because I was having nerve pain. She had to help me get dressed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it helped me open just regular bottles just so I could feed her. And it, it was a, 
it was a real struggle. <laughs> and I'm laughing now because it's just like, it's just interesting how the enemy always comes in. It, it seems like things are trying to come, you know, better. We lost dad and that was a hit on its own. And then we went into the new year and this is like the first thing that happens going into the new year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we already and talked like, a lot about dad and, um, you know, losing dad, and we did some extensive shows on that, and um, so that's why we're just going to, that's why, I'm assuming that's why you just kind of continued on, right? Right, right, right. Okay. Now, remind me about the, the your shoulder uh, injury. And, and it just occurred to me, too, that some of that, and this is the other thing that happens, people. Um, some of that was probably due to the, the the measure of stress of all of this that makes us more susceptible to. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, um, if you listen to some of the previous podcasts, I've talked about my weight journey. And so at mm-hmm. this point, I have put on a lot of weight. I put on almost 50 pounds. And um, I was having a lot of sugar intake, which means I had a lot of inflammation in my body. And, and that was stress-related. And um what else? I was uh I was not sleeping well. Mm-hmm. So because of everything that was going on. And then I was but I was still it was it's weird because even in that I was still somewhat active because I'm always doing something on the land. I always have a job, an assignment, something needs to be taken care of, you know, and I was blowing the leaves. It had just rained really heavy for a week. I was mm-hmm. blowing the leaves, and I walked over some mud, and I just slipped. Mm. I just slipped, and I fell, and I landed on the right side of my body. I tried to brace myself with my hand. I hit my knee, and I landed on my butt. And I got up and laughed it off. <laughs> I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to take an Epsom salt bath and I'm going to be all right. I didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. Had no second thought. I did just that that night. Took an Epsom mm-hmm. salt bath, relaxed. And I was. I thought I was good for a week. Mm-hmm. I thought I was good. And then one morning I woke up and I literally couldn't move my head from the middle to the left side. I couldn't turn my head at all to the left side of my body. Mm. And I was like, okay, that doesn't, that doesn't seem, <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Mm. You know? So I went to the chiropractor, uh, got an adjustment. I felt like I was okay on the up and up starting to come around. And then I think I got a second chiropractic appointment and then everything still seemed like we were going in the right direction. I'm still not think putting two and two together, but then I go and get a massage, and as I'm laying on the table, on my stomach, she drops my left arm down on the side of the massage table, and I instantly felt a sharp pain in my wrist, and then I felt like my whole hand went numb, mm-hmm. and I tell her what happened, and I'm like, she's like, Chanel, she's like, that doesn't sound right. She said, I think something's going on with your nerve. I'm going to put your hand back up and we're not even going to work 
we're not even going to work that arm right now. She's like, I'll just focus on this, these other areas. And she was like, well, we're going to leave that alone. And I was like, okay, like it didn't intensify or anything like that. I just felt that numbness. And I was like, oh, that's kind of odd. But, you know, after the massage was over, I was like, fine. And she had suggested another chiropractor that was more of a specialist that she had been trying to get me to go to anyways, but she had given me the information. And I was like, I'll make an appointment and I'll just go to that chiropractor. Okay, we've only got a minute now. We've only got a minute. And then I was just going to say, but now you're going to have to tune in for the next time I'm on the radio station to hear the rest of the story. (laughs) Because things get worse. (laughs) Yeah, I just put a note to myself because now as you started talking about it, I started remembering. We started getting multiple diagnoses, different doctors, views bad to worse. And um, so you see the pattern here of the struggle, but... There was still triumph, people. (laughs) And Chanel will be back with us next month. We're going to try to make sure she comes on at least once a month. So she'll be back with us next month to tell us of the triumph that came after this experience. We go through, as believers, we do go through things. But the Lord promised he would never leave us nor forsake us. And that's what we have to hold on to. Until next time. Good night. Thank you for having me. Good night. Thanks for being with me, daughter. Love you. Love you too.